welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to episode 234 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Shvanki, and I'm super excited you're here. I'm excited about today's episode. I've created today's episode because I was thinking through all the conversations I've been having with physicians lately about the difference between how we have been taught to approach weight loss, how we've approached weight loss historically, and how it can be different what it is like to let go of diets and not feel that you need to rely on them. And not only that, but to start to see how diets actually have harmed us and have kept us in that loop of feeling like we can't be successful with our weight loss. So today, what I'm going to teach you is three easy steps. Where do you start to take the diet out of your weight loss? If you're like, okay, yeah, I don't like being on a diet. I don't want to feel like I'm on a diet all my life. I'm sick of trying to get back on diets. What the hell do I do? this is the episode for you. I'm going to give you a very actionable three-step plan that really builds on things we already do in our day-to-day life, skills we have as physicians to help you start to figure this out in your own weight loss. Okay, we're going to take the diet out and start creating paths to weight loss that honor you as an individual, that you're like, yeah, I like this. Of course, I could do this for the rest of my life because I like what I'm doing. That's how we know when we hit the sustainable level, when you say that to yourself, okay? That's what we're going to aim for today. By starting to take the diet out with the tools I'm going to teach you, we're moving towards that path where you're like, yeah, of course I can do this. It's no big deal. Imagine that. Just pause for a moment. Imagine what that would be like in your own weight loss. If you're like, of course, it's no big deal to keep doing this. It's so different from how we've been taught to do it. And that's why it is so amazing when you start to understand how you can do that in your own life. So like I said, I I developed this podcast episode because I've been talking to lots of physicians. I've been having quite a few physicians apply to work with me to come into Thrive Academy. And so when you apply to work with me inside Thrive Academy for Physicians, The second step of that is we meet and talk to make sure it's the right fit and so that I can understand what you're wanting for yourself and help give you some insight onto how I would approach it so that you know that this is the right program for you. So I've been having a lot of these conversations and the whole concept of I've been on so many diets and I can't be successful keeps coming up over and over and over again. And I know lots of you guys listening to this episode will also have experienced that where you're like, I work on this. I have put effort in and I can't seem to get the results that I want. And I don't get it because everywhere else in my life, 
I can figure the stuff out. I can make results happen. And I can't hear in my weight loss. It's so incredibly frustrating. And if you're feeling that way, know that you're not alone. I've totally been there. I spent so many years there. My life over there, (laughs) I can't figure out why I can't do this when I know so much other stuff is why I do this podcast for you guys, because I know what that's like. And there are so many physicians out, probably physicians you know, who you've never talked to about weight, some of your friends who are feeling stuck in the exact same place. It is so, so common. And the problem is, this is a huge issue with this, is that when we're like, this diet didn't work, I wasn't successful with this diet, it is very rare that we look at it and go, okay, I wasn't successful because actually it was kind of a crappy diet and it didn't really fit into my life. We look at it and we're like, if I had only somehow been better, I would have been successful in that diet. We look at it from the standpoint of it's a gap in us, a defect, and we internalize that, that there's something wrong with us. Do you know the number of times last week where I had a physician say to me, oh my God, I can't believe that maybe there's nothing wrong with me after our conversation. Just that relief of the, wait, maybe it's not just me feeling is huge. And it's not just you. It is just how we've been taught to do weight loss. We were taught wrong. We're given bad information. And so when your diets haven't worked, when the ways you've tried to lose weight haven't worked, it doesn't mean anything about you. Chances are it means they just weren't the right combination of approaches for you. Good chance was they kind of sucked and you don't want to live a life that sucks, right? Nobody does. Our brains do not want to be deprived. So if we try to force ourselves to do stuff that feels crappy just to lose weight, we can do it for a decent length of time. But at some point, our brain will be like, no, no more. We, I, I deserve a reward. I just want to relax. I just want to treat, right? Those things sound familiar. You can't get where you want to go and stay there by just following a diet that feels crappy and hanging on tight, hoping that this time is going to be different. It will not be different. That's not how lasting weight loss works. We have to do it a different way. And really, you have to step out of diet mentality. We have to shed it. Shed the diet mentality. And the really interesting thing when I say about doing this episode is when you think about what we learn in medical school about weight loss. Now, of course, there's going to be variation because we all went to different medical schools at different times. But for the majority of you listening, probably most of what you were taught in medical school about weight loss was diet mentality approach. Like I was taught calories in, calories out, eat less, exercise more. That was the summary of it. But also, I think we were probably influenced by the people who were teaching us his own exposure to diet mentality and the diet approach throughout all of their life. It's been so deeply embedded and it sneaks in to places you don't even expect it to be. You don't even notice it's there the majority of the time that it's influencing how you feel and your behaviors. And so we were taught by people who had also experienced that. I really hope it's starting to change. I think obesity medicine as a medical specialty, still very, very new, but it's building. It's getting talked about more. 
if you've ever heard me talk, I didn't know obesity medicine existed as a medical specialty until I was Googling. I was just trying to find a conference to go to to learn more about weight loss because I was like, there has to be something missing from what I was taught in medical school because none of that's working for me. So it's building and I think it's going to get better. I really hope you know future generations in medical school are going to have a lot better understanding of obesity as a medical condition and how to manage it. But the piece that probably still will get left out is the mindset piece that I think is really so, so important. This is the piece that makes a difference on what your experience of your weight loss is, your experience of making changes to your eating, your experience of going the long haul. It's the mindset. It's how we manage our mind to craft the experience. I want to pause there for a sec and let you absorb that, that you can craft your experience of your weight loss wait, what? (laughs) Right? Like weight loss does not have to feel the way you think it always has felt. And once you start to get that piece and you start to really build on it and you're like, okay, how do I want this to feel? And this is what we're talking about in today's episode. I'm going to teach you how to start building this experience. Man, it changes everything. Because if you can approach your weight loss, not from, okay, what's the thing that's going to work? What's the one thing I've been missing that is going to make all the difference to my weight loss? And you start approaching it from, how do I want this to feel? What experience do I want to have while I reach these weight loss goals? It's a totally different question. It's a game changer. And then you start looking for and finding the things that are going to work for you, that not only are going to support your goals, but also are going to support the experience that you're wanting in reaching those goals. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I know when we talk about getting rid of dieting and talking about rejecting diet culture, it can trigger some fear. It can trigger a little bit of like, (laughs) what if I give it up and I go totally off the rails type feeling? Like, uh uh-oh, if I don't do this thing that I don't like, but it has comfort because I've done it for so much of my life, if I don't do it, uh uh-oh, what then? And I just want to say that that's totally fine. It's okay to have those feelings because we have done weight loss in a particular way our whole life. But here's the really important piece that I think we gloss over when we want to cling to the way we've always done it is it hasn't worked. If the way you were taught to do weight loss, the way you've approached your weight loss in the past had worked, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast episode because weight wouldn't be an issue for you anymore. The reality is we cling to it. We're like, oh, this is, this is the way it is. It must be something about me. Maybe if I just work harder, maybe if I just change a little bit more, then it will finally work. But I can tell you with tons and tons of confidence that you have worked really, really hard. You have put more energy into this than you probably have put into other areas of your life when you look at whole life energy investment. If a diet was the thing that was going to work for you, if it was simply a matter of finding the right diet, it would have worked by now. There is no defect in you. There is nothing wrong in you that would make it so you were the one person where the effort you put in didn't give you the results you wanted when using a diet. And we know this as physicians. We know this because we know what the research is about diet and diet interventions. They don't work for the majority of people. 
And yet we still want to cling to it because it's been so deeply trained into us. We want to be like, okay, you know, for a lot of patients, diets aren't going to work, but maybe I'm different. Maybe it should work for me. It's the exact same thing our patients are doing. We have to change the whole conversation to make it work. It's not that weight loss will never work. That's not actually what I believe at all. And, and we don't have, we haven't done RCTs on mindset approach for weight loss yet. But it's not that weight loss isn't going to work. But expecting the weight loss to come in the form of a diet and stay that way, I think that we have very good evidence that that's not going to work. And so just before we move on in this episode, I want you to just check in with yourself and be like, do I agree with that? Do I have enough evidence in my life that a diet isn't actually what's going to work for me? Do I agree that I have put in enough effort that if it was going to work, I would at least be seeing some movement in the direction I want to be going, right? Check in with yourself. Is it possible that you could let go of the idea that we have to cling and hold on to the way we've been told weight loss should look and feel? Could we loosen our hold on that a little bit and start to consider some other ways? And I want you to think, imagine if you let go of that and if you started focusing more on what you wanted from your weight loss experience and putting that energy you've been putting into following diets into focusing on creating the experience you want, developing that experience that you want, what would that be like? Imagine that. Imagine months from now, if all the effort you put into trying to figure out the right diet, you shifted it a little bit and you were putting effort into creating the experience I want for my weight loss, creating the experience I want in my food choices, creating the experience I want in the food I'm eating and the enjoyment I'm getting from my food. What might be possible for you? How could it be different? How could it feel different? Just start to contemplate that. Okay, let's talk about the three steps. So it's a three-step process. And this is a process that I would encourage you to come back to again and again. This is a bit of a superpower process. It's deceptively simple. But really, when I think about it and think about what is it when I'm working with a physician on a challenge, it's kind of this process that I'm doing in my mind and walking them through. And so I'm giving it to you as a tool that you can use on your own, which is going to really empower you when you come up against a challenge. And guess what? You will come up against challenges Nothing that we can ever do is to prevent us from having challenges in our weight loss because human life and living life in a very food-focused world means there will be challenges and that's okay, especially when you have tools to empower yourself in facing those challenges. So bookmark this episode, come back to it, share it with a friend who you know has been working on their weight. This stuff works. This changes your life. Honestly, it will change your entire experience about weight loss. And it's going to really empower you because, like I said at the beginning, we are building on skills that you already use. And we're going to talk about that. So step number one is you need to notice where diet culture is creeping in, where diet thinking creeps in. And like I said, it's insidious. It is slipping in under the door and you may not even notice it. It is in places where... It just seems like it's just the way it is. But the way you can get a handle on a lot of places where this shows up for you 
is asking yourself, what are all the things I think I have to do to lose weight that rub me the wrong way? When I think about losing weight and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, let's psych ourselves up for this one. What are those things? Those are diet culture things. That is diet mentality. Brainstorm them, write them down. Everything you've ever done to make yourself lose weight or to try to lose weight that you hated, but you did it anyways because you thought it was the right way to lose weight, what were those things? What are the ones where you're like, I don't ever want to do that again? Write those down. I think this is an important one to write things down. So if you're listening to this episode on the go, make time when you get home or wherever you're going to just pull out a piece of paper and write this stuff down. This could save you so much time and energy if you just create some time to write this down. It will save you mental energy for months and years to come. It is worth the investment of the time. Okay, so write down all the stuff that feels crappy, but that you think you have to do in order to lose weight. Like for me, for a long time, I thought weight loss meant chicken breast on salad with very little dressing. And just the idea of eating that now, I ate it so much in the, like in the 90s, the 2000s, the idea of eating it, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I think I'd fast rather than eat it, honestly, if that was my only choice. What is it for you? We all have these experiences where we're like, well, that was horrible. I don't really want to ever do that again, but maybe I have to in order to be successful, right? What is, what are those? Write them down. Okay. Step number two, play with your magic wand. And I'm saying it as a magic wand because the idea that we get to craft how we want our weight loss to go can seem so foreign to us that it's hard to even think of what that might be. So let's just say it's a magic wand. You get to decide with no repercussions on what you want your weight loss to be like. What things would be important to you? If you could design a weight loss process that gave you everything you ever wanted, what would those things be? If you could design a weight loss process that made things so simple, it was a no-brainer, what would be important in that? If you could design a process for losing weight that you loved, where you were excited to eat the food. We're going to push you a little bit on this one, where you were excited to be eating the food and doing the things. What would that be? What would be important in that? Again, I think doing this on paper is going to be really important, but give yourself time to brainstorm some of these. What would it be? What would be your must-haves? If you were to be dating your weight loss process, (laughs) what would be your, like, if you were writing a dating profile about your weight loss process, what were your, like, must have this, must be this? What would those things be? Number three, you're going to put your brain to work. So you've got your list of no-goes, the things you've done in the past, things you'd never want to do again, the things that make your shoulders crunch up and your chest curl in when you're like, oh, do I need to do that? That's our no-goes. None of those are worth doing, no matter how effective you think they might be, if they make you feel that way. Number two, you've got your list of your must-haves. You're like, oh, imagine if this, imagine if I could find a way where it worked like this. You've got that list. Now we're going to put them together and let your brain do the work. Now, as a physician, your brain is a fantastic computer. 
It is a pattern recognizer and it is a problem solver. We do it every single day in our office when we're seeing patients. We take their specific issues, their specific medications. We combine it with what we think is going on with them right now and what treatments we think are available. And our brain spits out as what is the right path to take right now when we take all of that into account. If you think about it, like you're prescribing a medication for somebody and let's say an analgesic and one patient you have is elderly on a NOAC for atrial fibrillation with a bit of renal failure. Another patient might have a history of substance use issues in their past. Another patient might be like 22 and totally healthy. Each of those patients, you're going to come up with a different answer about what the best combination is going to be to help manage their pain. And it's your brain that does that. We are going to make use of that part of your brain that is so good at doing that in your weight loss. So you are going to look at the no-go's and be like, okay, I never want to do that again, but I also want to create this. These are your must-haves. How do I do that? And you're going to let your brain go to work computing it. Some answers you might get right away, which is great. Other ones might take a little bit of time. It might take just, you keep asking yourself the question and over time, then at some point your brain will come up with an answer and you'll be like, oh, that would work. I did this recently with part of my practice where I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I'm feeling overwhelmed by it, but I don't really want to fully give it up. And so I created a list of things I don't like about this, things that I still really like about it. And then I gave myself weeks to contemplate the two sides and be like, what is it? Okay, if I don't want to do that stuff anymore, but I still want to do this, how would that look? How could I do that while it's still you know, being safe and serving patients well. And I was describing it to my medical office assistant while we were talking about it. And I'm like, the way I picture this in my brain, and so tell me if this resonates for you, is I have all these puzzle pieces. So when you've done your list from number one, you've done your list from number two, those are the puzzle pieces. And they're floating around in your brain. And I feel like as long as I'm letting them float around, at some point they'll start connecting. And I'll be like, okay. And so for this, the piece at work that I was working on, it took weeks where I'm like, I'm just going to trust that an answer will come to me if I honor both sides of this. And then now I'm at the point where a lot of the puzzle pieces are clicking in. I can start to see the picture that it's building, but there's still a few other pieces. This is what I was talking about with my medical office assistant this week. And I'm like, you know what? Just give me a little bit more time. These puzzle pieces are there. They're going to come together. It's going to click together so I can figure out how I want to actually do this in a way that I get the experience that I want. So think about that with this, with the weight loss stuff. Ask yourself the question, stick to the, I don't want to do that anymore. Honor the things you do want and trust that those little puzzle pieces, even when you can't see your brain working on them, it will be working on them. Our brains are very good when we ask them good questions. The problem in weight loss is we usually haven't asked it good questions. We've told it the way it has to be. We've told it what we can't do, where we think we have no hope. It is very uncommon that we've actually spent time asking our brain, okay, can you help me figure out how I would do this while also doing this? It's totally different. So give your brain time to put all these puzzle pieces together. I wanted to give you a few examples. So number one classic would be somebody saying, you know what? 
low carb works for me, but I don't want to feel like I can never eat carbs. And I can't always be meal prepping all the time. It just doesn't work in my life. Fantastic. That gives us parameters that we can then sit down and brainstorm over. And so, you know, if you if low carb works, but you don't want to feel like you never get to eat carbs, there's so many different things you can do there. So many. And I point that out because we often think there's one option, which is, you know, low carb works for me, my body and I don't want to feel like I never get to eat carbs, but I guess I'm just never going to get to eat carbs. That's how diet culture shows up in our brain. But instead it might be, okay, are there low carb options that actually give me the sensation of carbs? Or how often do I think it would work for my body to eat the full carb things that I really love? There's so many different ways you could approach this. And then if you're like, okay, and I want to do these things while not meal prepping all the time. Okay, how's that going to look? What could be my options to do that successfully? How could I make it easier on myself? How could I make it more efficient? What are the things I could order out that would fit these other parameters that I've created for myself? Example number two would be I get bored easily by my food and I want to be able to make food choices without a lot of work. Fantastic. Well, then you get to ask yourself, okay, if I'm bored about my food, why is that? How could I approach that? How could I make healthy food more exciting if I don't want to be bored by it? But also, how could I let food choices be simple? Where is it that food choices start to feel like there's a lot of work? There's a whole lot of different ways that you could do this too. When we know the parameters, you open up a whole host of options of how you can solve these. So for this, the board easily by food, sometimes it's just giving yourself permission to explore. Or sometimes it's looking at the food you think you should be eating for weight loss and realizing that it's just a diet that you've taken and you're, all the diet thoughts are being put into the foods that you're trying to eat to lose weight and they suck. And so changing it up and being like, okay, let me find some recipes that are actually taste good and also accomplish the same thing. Figuring out how to make food choices without a ton of work. Sometimes that's brainstorming and just having a list of options. For some people, that might be simplifying the options that you use. Sometimes that leads to the boredom, but you can play with it. When I think about it, my food variety isn't actually that huge, but I change aspects of it so I don't get bored, like dressings. I love dressings. I love dips. And I can have a similar food with a different dip, a different dressing. Tastes totally different. I don't get bored. Again, there's so many different ways you can approach it, but the really important thing is asking yourself these questions. Example number three is I love to cook when I have time, but during the weeks, dinner has to be easy and I'm not going to be making multiple meals for everybody in my family. Fantastic. Then again, you can be like, okay, how do I want this to look? Do I want to do more elaborate stuff on the weekend when I have more time, if it's something I really enjoy? But during the week, how can I create that good tasting food the satisfying food I'd like to be able to cook with less time. And if I know that my kids want to eat certain foods and other certain foods work for me, how do I mesh them together without creating work extra work for myself? Again, tons of different options here. The way I approach it, because my husband and I eat low carb, the kids eat carbs, is the meat and vegetable we eat, that's always the same. And then some days I cook a carb for the kids. I cook rice or I cook pasta. Some days I make a low-carb alternative for my husband and I. We shred cabbage would be our most common one because it's super fast on a busy weekend. So take the things the kids are putting into taco shells and we put it on cabbage with all the sauces and have a taco bowl. It's fantastic. Or if we're having like a pasta thing, we put the pasta on shredded cabbage. 
it's about finding the the tweaks and the hacks that really work for you where it's easy. You make it simple to feed everybody in your family without extra work on your part. A lot of the things we're really comfortable with cooking, if you just modify it slightly, you can make it work for yourself and your weight loss. Like if you're thinking everything has to change in order for you to lose weight, that's going to be overwhelming. That's going to be lots of work. Instead, you can look at what are the things I love to eat? How could I just simply modify it so that it works better for me? So it works better for my body. So many different things you can do. There is an infinite number of changes you can make in order to lose weight. And this is where diet mentality does us a disservice is because it offers you one option or a limited range of options. And it tells you, if you veer from these, you are never going to be successful. What I want you to think about is veer away. Get off that path. Go forge your own path. One that you actually want to follow. And be successful that way. Because just because somebody has created a diet rule does not mean they know the only path to success. Eating rules or approaches to eating only work if you can follow them and enjoy them for the rest of your life. And so giving up the diet out of your eating and focusing on what don't I want to do and what do I really want to create in my weight loss experience, that is going to be your path to long-term success. Okay, I would love to hear what you guys come up with from these questions. What were some of your must-haves? What solutions did you come up for them? Send me an email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I would love to hear from you. Tell me what you came up with. And if you are a physician and you're like, this sounds really good, but I would like some support and help in actually doing this in my busy days, then Thrive Academy for Physicians is perfect for you. I am here to help and it's really easy to get access. I've designed the program so it's available when you want it. Head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab and fill out an application form. That's step one. Step two is that you will hear from me and I'll offer you time for us to meet. Like I said at the beginning, I think it's really important that we have a chance to talk about what you're working on where you're finding challenges, you can hear about my approaches and how I would suggest that we approach it so that when you decide to join Thrive Academy for Physicians, you're 100% confident that it is the right program for you and you are excited to start creating change in your life with it. I am here to help. Head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab, fill in an application, and then you will hear from me shortly. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.